Hello ladies and gentlemen I'm Kumara Raghavendra and welcome to another episode of Product Stories This is a podcast where I cover topics relating to product management design technology and business with experts in the industry from across the globe Today's guest is Abhinav Chug who is the CEO of PeopleBox PeopleBox is the third most essential tool for remote teams as he describes it and I'll talk about that in just a minute but first about Abhinav he's among the most energetic people I've ever met and is a living breathing definition of an extrovert he can strike up an insightful and engaging conversation on practically any topic under the sun ranging from the origins of the gaelic language to the nuances of building and scaling a startup and today he's agreed to be my guest on the podcast to talk about engaged and high performing teams welcome to the show abhinav uh, how are you doing today i'm doing great thanks for having me kumar fantastic so uh, i really like the way you describe people box on your linkedin profile it really brings out what it means what you have as vision over there would you want to articulate it in your own words for the audience just so that we gives the context of what people box is yeah so so i i think it's been clear from the start that we want to help remote companies and we were we have been wanting to help them build great remote teams but we were wondering that what is our position how critical our product is and we realized that as companies go remote one of the most underlying problem that they face is communication you know it's it's like a hygiene you can it's like a it's like an engine in the car or or maybe you can say a tires in the car uh, actually tires is a better analogy here and uh, uh, and and that problem is is usually solved by the two of the top you know software which is zoom for your um, you know synchronous communication and a uh, slack for your both synchronous and asynchronous communication uh, and and that is usually become your first two software uh, when any company decides to go when any company decide to go remote but the interesting bit is that these software don't make you uh, any better than your competitor they don't give you a better competitive advantage or they they don't give you a better place to work because you use zoom and slack because the next level of problems are more you know challenging and 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 they are core to the remote which is you know how do you build connect uh, within your teams how do you solve the communication problem how do you go and uh, sorry sorry not the communication how do you solve the visibility problem and that's exactly what we are solving and that's why we call ourselves the third most essential platform for remote teams after zoom and slack so that's yeah how what we means when we go and say that yeah so uh, that, that that sounds really good so it's, when you talk about communication and visibility as being problems to be solved for right these are connection visibility sorry yeah connection visibility so these are uh, mm-hmm. different in different sizes of companies different types of companies so i i am mm-hmm. assuming you're primarily speaking of uh, tech companies here and even within that yeah. the different sizes behave differently and have different needs when it comes to connection and visibility so how, mm-hmm. how do you see this spanning uh, across them which type of a company do you see this being a bigger problem in and where do you see uh, as the big opportunity so see remote going remote is is more of a culture uh, and and it's sort of a behavior that and usually tech companies are the at the forefront of adopting new behaviors whether it was you know the adoption of technology earlier and then when when it came to cloud Uh, or or any new sort of high tech uh, things technology company usually are the first one 
to go and adopt that. So clearly, you know, they have been forefront of adopting remote, remote although COVID induced it and sort of forced it everybody to do that. But I think uh, tech companies are going to be the one which where it will be a long lasting effect. Uh, so clearly, we see a lot of our customers, our, our potential customers at tech companies. Having said that, the problems that we are trying to solve are not, uh, you know, sort of specified or, or not sort of dependent on industry. They're more of, uh, you know, aligned to any company which, who, which have a remote team where, you know, employees have the flexibility to work from anywhere, uh, from any city and who are of course, you know, at different locations at different time zones working on the same vision. So we talk about the problem of connect, you know, when you are working from home or working in different cities, you face this problem of how do you connect with your peers? Now that's not a problem that only tech companies are gonna face. If you are say a marketing uh, agency or if you are say an IT services company or if you are even an accounting company with say 50, you know, accountants working in different cities, you're going to face that problem because the, the ability to connect in the office with your peers for water cooler chats or lunches was in abundance back then. But now when you work from home, you feel that, you know, uh, how, you know that inability to build deep relationship with your peers. And, and that goes pan industry. Similarly, the problem about visibility, you know, how, how do you know what's going on in the company? How do you know about the culture? How do you know, like, for employees to just simply know that what are the top three priorities of the companies and what is the status to that, it's it's again a, a pan industry and a pan size problem. It might be a 50 employee company, or it might be a 2000 employee company. So now from our perspective, we usually work within 50 to 500 employee company. That's you know where we focus a lot more on because these are the companies where they're learning a lot of new things, how to manage remote teams, how to build uh, a culture of trust, how to build a culture of belonging. And that's where we are best poised to help them. Right. So when you mentioned visibility, you speak of visibility from a company goals and what's happening in the company perspective. But there's also the other side of visibility, which is me as an employee wanting to tell mm -hmm. what I'm up to. So my yeah. personal experience has been uh, what happened when we transitioned to remote work in March after the start of COVID. A lot of, there was an explosion in the number of meetings because everyone on the team yeah. who I would generally sit next to and know what they're doing. They now wanted to yeah. schedule calls just to let keep yeah. me updated on what's going on. So uh, mm -hmm. this is a different aspect of visibility. How, how do you see this yeah. playing out in the remote world? And uh, is it even necessary to behave in this way in the first place? So when we look at visibility, we do not look at a visibility from a one stakeholder, whether it is a CEO or a department head or, a, or say a head of HR perspective. We look at visibility from everybody. So like you said, very rightly for an employee, uh, there's a major issue about, you know, what's happening in the company. What are the, so like think about it, you know, in a way for a, for a marketing team to just know what product is building, you know, for, uh, for sales to know, uh, uh, you know, what is happening in marketing for, just normal employees to know that what are the top priorities for the department this quarter. You know, these small things which just gets very easily communicated in, in an office setup by just, you know, people bumping into each other or just sort of, you know, whispering when they sit across each other just gets missed. Okay. Similarly, when you go higher up in the chain, whether it is managers or, you know, top leadership, for them to know that whether my employees are happy you know, are they, are they loving the culture? What is the culture now that the people are remote? What sort of a culture is, uh, you know, is happening in the company? 
uh, for uh, you know department heads to know that how far they are about meeting their goals are there any blind spots so a large part of us is to solve those blind spots which could lead to bigger problems you know your teams is getting disengaged your top talent leaving you your employees branding getting affected because of bad glass door review so that sort of a visibility problem that we try to solve through you know various features that we have whether it is about goals one on ones engagement right so the things that you mentioned as consequences are all very late in the game be it glass door reviews be mm-hmm. it people leaving mm-hmm. people disengaged so it's vital to identify some of these things up front or in order mm-hmm. to prevent them from happening in the first place so uh, yeah. like you mentioned one on ones and uh, visibility on goals etc mm-hmm. can potentially help but what's the best way to get a sense of where a company stands on engagement and where a company stands on some of these uh, metrics so i think i think there are two things which are very important that we suggest to the companies one is the regular pulse check uh, in in a in office company we usually go and suggest that you should go and check pulse of employees every quarter in a very safe anonymous message and of course act on it so that they are motivated to give honest feedback but when teams go remote we recommend them to do it on a monthly basis because a month is a long time uh, for you to capture uh, you know the sentiments and the engagement of employees but even more important than that you know that is of course a great and and sort of non negotiated uh, channel for any company and especially the leadership to check but even a more effective and uh, you know important channel is one on ones a weekly one on ones for every manager to do with their direct reports every week half an hour without fail is the best way for any company for any managers to actually know that you know what's working and what's holding the team back and like you said a lot of problems happens you know that a lot of problems can be avoided if you do it on a timely manner because the last thing you want is to go into a sort of a review meeting to know that it's too late you know uh, or give a feedback to an employee and say why didn't you tell me earlier you know so that's that's these are the two things that we usually suggest and that's exactly where people walk help a lot you know we have a full fledged engagement tool as well as a you know quite comprehensive one on one offerings right so uh, how much of these these differ when it comes to working in a fully remote scenario versus partially co-located or full time working from the office how, how do you see this spec- uh, this lying across the spectrum does the size and scale of the problem remain the same across does it differ in uh, even the context of how teams work yeah no i think that's a great question kumar so there are the way we look at it there are two kind of problems okay one kind of problems are problems which are very exclusive to remote team and like i said the 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 sense of belonging you know the the inability to connect with my peers is a problem that is very exclusive to remote work usually in office companies doesn't face that because like you said you know team sits across with each other they go on smoke breaks they have lunches together they just pump into each other or have water cooler chat so when teams work from home they feel burned they feel fatigued they feel isolated and of course they miss those friends like gallup usually asks this question in the engagement survey in their q12 that do you have a best friend at work because your this whole phenomena of having a best friend at work has a lot to do with engagement you know so that is a problem that we we sort of put in this bucket of exclusive problem to remote teams and of course we that's that's one of the most critical problem that we we solve and, and that that is of course our because differentiator as well we have a feature called coffee connect that solves that but the second problem our problem are the bucket where the problem exists in in office company as well 
but the magnitude becomes severely high when teams are remote. So like you said that, you know, uh, this, this visibility problem is one of that, that, you know, how do you know whether your team is happy, whether, you know, everything is going good. So, so take one-on-ones, for example, you know, in, in an office environment, one-on-ones are important, you know, but there are other avenues where you can try and do things where you could do one-on-one, like, you know, employees and like your direct report is sitting very close to the manager. So they can just come swill this chair around and tell them, oh, I'm facing a lot of issues about the clarity or my laptop is not working or, you know, I need some more training. But when teams are working from remote, you know, it's not very easy for directs to go and share their challenges, share their feedback, what's bothering them to their manager, because usually most of the meetings are group meetings, stand-ups, strategy meetings, and, and they don't get this opportunity to connect, to, you know, share their heart with their manager. So that's where these problems become severe. Similarly, you know, in companies, the HRBPs or HR get an opportunity to connect with employees. You know, they get to meet them. So they have a good, you know, sort of tap on the culture. But when teams go remote, you know, this, this, this whole channel gets disconnected. So that's why the ability to check the pulse of employee by giving them a very easy to use safe platform to give an honest feedback becomes even more important than it is in an office company. Right. So I, I hope I answered uh, your question. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of this for me boils down to how we close the loop on the feedback gained. Mm-hmm. So for example, as an employee, I've been in situations mm-hmm. where I've given a lot of feedback, but then <laughs> I've seen nothing come of it. Things yeah, continue to yeah. be the same way. So h- how do you uh, or h- how do you feel about closing the loop on this? What can uh, something like a tool like People Box do to ensure the loop is closed on incoming feedback? Yeah, so I, I think that is a very important point, and I think that is something that we, you know, cannot stress enough on even when we are talking to our customers that you know capturing feedback is one thing, uh, but making it actionable or ensuring that that loop gets closed is the most important thing. So, for example, I, I give an example. One of the very important feature in PeopleBox one-on-one tool is action items. You know, so that you know one-on-ones a lot of times have the tendency to become a sort of a ranting session where employees come there and managers comes there and and nothing comes out of it. So we make sure that these one-on-ones are very actionable and both parties are kept accountable. So we built this whole action items feature where not only you can just put action items, you can track them and you actually start your meeting by discussing the previous week action items first. So that, you know, all your one-on-ones are connected and something concrete comes out of it. Similarly, when we do engagement, you know, we build this anonymous messaging, which allows the HR or the leadership to reach out to their employees without knowing who they are. So that they can, you know, dig deep, they can actually go and solve. And then we give the opportunity to employees to say that they're satisfied or this problem is solved. And of course, use our intelligence uh, in the software to tell the, you know, uh, the the, the companies or the leadership about what are the key problems which are coming out from all the feedback and, and what is the current status of it. So that, you know, it, it sort of puts where the, you know, it, it sort of separate the, you know, most important things from the noise and get them to know that, okay, this needs to be. A lot of times what happens is feedback, a lot of people are not able to, you know, take action on feedback, not because they don't want to or not because they don't have time, because it becomes very difficult for them to, separate real feedback from the noise. And that's a problem that we try and solve 
through software to make sure make sure that you know they are able to take actions on that right so the closing of the loop is super important like you mentioned and anything that uh, facilitates that is very useful so uh, switching gears a little bit uh, when you look at something like a slack it was adopted by individuals or individual teams as a mm -hmm. level and then it grew to being adopted at a company level do you see that mm -hmm. being similar for something like people box can it be something that me me and my team can yeah. adopt and then uh, irrespective of whether the rest of the company is using or not or do you see it as something that needs to be adopted at a greater level at a company level before it can be useful for individual teams yeah no i th i think it's a great question and i i i get to ask this very often and and i i unfortunately i don't have a very simple answer the reason is the slack is a simple a single feature product or at least it was when it started you know it's a, it's a communication tool we are a full suite engagement and performance tool so we have a lot of offerings so to, so the answer to your question is yes and no and yes so we have two features for example coffee connect and one on ones which can be used just by a team so if you have a slack channel we we'll just put coffee connect onto the channel and just start using the irrespective of anybody else is using uh, in the company similarly our one on one feature is most used feature and it is used by you know teams in large companies all the way to you know like a four member team company as well uh, but when it comes to larger features like you know an engagement survey or let's say okrs uh, especially on a company level okrs that's when a company needs to get involved so we you know the bottom up approach is usually there but if if you want to get the best out of the uh, product then we usually take it to the you know entire company implementation got it that makes sense so ha having a tool is the first step so when i look at uh, how su success can be achieved in any specific way there's tools there's processes and then there's actually people using them so tools mm -hmm. and processes come into play uh, to a certain extent but what would you recommend as advice to people especially when it comes to something like a one on one or for sharing feedback how can i as an employee get the most of one on ones from what you've seen what your experience has been in this field what, what would be your advice for employees to get the most out of one on ones so when it comes to one on one right the first advice that i always give to managers is that there is no better tool ever invented than a one on one for anybody to become a better manager and if you want to get the best out of it the first thing that you got to do is to go in your calendar and set up recurring one on ones preferably on a weekly basis for half an hour with all your direct reports because if you do that 80% of the work is done because now you have ensured that you are giving a face time to each employee and then the second bit i say that is ensure that it is an employees meeting it is not your meeting where you want to go and give it out of them or give them a feedback of course that could be a part but if it is it is an employee meeting and how do you ensure it is an employee meeting by ensuring that 80% of time your employees are speaking you know and 20% of the time you are speaking so you make sure that you get them you know so if you are able to do these two things that's when you are able to of course you know uh, become a great manager understand what are the challenges you are employees are saying you are able to give them you know recognition you are able to give them constructive feedback and then of course the tool helps in giving you the best talking points and ensuring you share an agenda to ensure that you know you are able to take action items and all that but still but two these two things are the most critical that we always go and advise right and once they start getting compiled it's easier to compare across multiple teams say within a company 
so you can know how certain teams are performing what the feedback yeah. on specific topics are from a certain team and how does it compare to other teams in the comp- company or in the organization so how do you recommend or uh, does people box uh, have any anything that would suggest uh, how this comparison can be utilized to focus on specific solution for specific teams or specific recommendations for specific teams the insight itself is a very powerful first thing that if you are able to show uh, you know deep insights that how teams are doing with respect to all the other drivers of engagement whether it is about clarity or it is about you know uh, you know the, the focus the organization love the manager support so uh, a sort of a reflection for the manager in itself is a very important first step and 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 then of course giving them the cues that okay what are the things you can uh, uh sort of do if a lot of time you know managers are rated low on manager support and which is where we have a very comprehensive list of talking points that you know a lot of times managers don't know how do i go and check in on employees that if they need any help how do they provide constructive feedback how do they give recognition and all of these things we go and do in helping them a lot of times you know and and, and it it applies to the employees as well you know a lot of time employees uh, don't know how to share their issues you know how to uh, discuss with their managers about career growth or if they have any feedback about organization so our purpose in the tool is to actually understand this that what is the issue or what is what is it which is driving this engagement and then help them of course having that honest conversation either with the managers or with the hr so that you know you can ultimately go and close the loop right so g- given how uh, the tendency is moving towards remote so at least till mid to end 2021 lot of companies seem to be working in a fully remote way and i at least foresee this being a longer term pattern as well where nobody is probably going to f- come back to fully working in the office five days a week does this sort of a firstly where do you see this sort of a transition going in the workplace and how does this affect some of the processes that you have talked about and maybe your own vision of how you see people box going in such a workplace i think the for the way we look at remote right is i think there is, there is no doubt about that that the future is not going to be the same as it was in january this year you know where almost every company was uh, measuring the performance of employees based on this whole time based management are you coming to the office are you spending eight or 10 hours here uh if i don't see you means maybe you are not working well and i think the the whole covid uh, changed everything you know the the first mindset change was from this time based management to the output based management which made the leadership and the hr and the managers believe that no you you i don't really need to see you you know uh the productivity went high which was actually contrary to a lot of beliefs that if employees are not working under the shadow of managers they won't work i mean i'm on the contrary employees were working you know a lot about and of course they were getting burnt out as well so not a lot of companies i see moving back to uh, the whole five days nine to six uh, office so what might happen you know is uh, or what i am very confident will happen is that there are going to be two main uh, sort of ways how companies going to deal with remote number one is going to be a hybrid model which is you know okay uh we we're, we're going to still be in the same city but uh, uh you can you don't need to come all five days you can come three days or maybe you you can sort of you can work from home for three days or maybe four days or maybe come once in a week the second thing which we are betting on you know which we is going to happen a lot 
is that companies will start hiring remote. Because if you look at remote, right, productivity is of course one thing, but the biggest benefit of remote is not that you get to save time or you get to, you know, you don't have to travel and you can work at your own flexibility. The biggest benefit of remote for a company perspective is the ability to hire amazing talent from anywhere in the world. You know, you are no longer confined to this 30 miles radius where you have to find somebody and if you can't find it, you don't have any other option. Or another option is, say, if you are in, in San Francisco, you go and open another office in Austin. Or if you are, say, in, in India, if you are in Bangalore, you are, or maybe in Pune, you go and open another office in Bangalore. Well, the ability to hire talent anywhere in the world will be a significant change because the moment you have made your first remote hire, which you know that will never move to HQ, will now change the policies and your frame of mind to look at remote differently. You know? And that is where you know, we see all of these, you know, the whole culture changing. And of course, some of the challenges coming as well, be it you know, the team cohesion, be it you know, all the ability to work on output-based management, be it the visibility, which of course, people box will go and solve. You know? So for us, that big leap is what we have already started seeing happening because nine months is a long time and companies have already in the first few months they realize well it's working now if once they start getting resumes from different cities and they like the resume they say okay fine and then if the applicant says well i'm not going to move ever to that city i'm enjoying it it's okay fine let's see how it's working so that is has already started and we just you know like we are likely to see that happening a lot yeah and that, that's definitely happening even from a hiring perspective uh, i do see openness from companies that I speak to as well from uh, in terms of people being ir located uh, irrespective of where they are not necessarily have to be in the same city as the company operates from right now. But uh, in this scenario as well, would you have any advice for employees in terms of how they approach work given this can be the setting in the future in terms of should they worry about where they stay in terms of a country or in terms of a city? Does it matter as an employee for me to, let's say, work out of Bangalore or work out of San Francisco? Am I going to have any advantage if I do that? Or you know, do, do you see that being lost over time? Very I, I honestly think that's going to be lost over the time. I mean, as, as company goes more adopting, and we, we need to understand, right, that the, the world that we live in, which is a very high-tech you know, product-based uh, technology startups who are heavily funded. That's that's a very tiny percentage of, you know, uh, organization out there or employ employment generators. Majority of the companies are companies which chase profit where, you know, uh, cost matters, where they want to, of course, save money. They want to, you know, become more profitable. They want to increase productivity. And for them, it's, it's a huge opportunity. I mean, take example of IT services. Like TCS is the perfect example. Like uh, imagine a like a, a eight hundred pound gorilla, which is been there for like almost forty years. You know, building this one of the best infrastructure and offices in India, with three hundred thousand employees going and saying that in the next five years, seventy five percent of our employees will be working from home. That's two hundred thousand employees, and the reason why they are saying is because they realize that the impact on their balance sheet, on their PLN that can have because of this culture. And for employees, if you are, if you are good talent, if you are really, you know, 
you know, uh, good at your job. I mean, location just doesn't matter anymore. You know, you can be in, in, in Bhopal or you can be in Utah or you can be anywhere in the world. And, you know, like you, the best part about remote is this. You can live in your hometown with your parents, with your families, no matter how small that town is, and can still work for your dream companies. You no longer have to compromise. I remember I come from Jaipur and, uh, you know, like uh, 10 years ago, there were barely one or two great tech companies out there. So if somebody wants to stay in Jaipur, he is forced, he or she is forced to work for them. But that's no longer the case that we foresee. Yeah, and this is a huge opportunity being opened up for people who are not essentially in the primary cities as we think of them. So uh, maybe one final thing before we wrap up, using any tool or any process for that matter has a tendency to turn into process for the sake of process. How do you ensure that you're keeping a pulse of whether Peoplebox is enabling the vision that you've set out to and identify any course corrections that may be needed along the way? Yeah, no, I think, I think that is again a question that we ask a lot, uh, which is about, you know, how do you, how do we get the ROI? How do we know that this software is working? And there, there are multiple ways, uh, of course, to do that. But primarily, there are four things that we usually say. One is that the reason why you're buying is to make your employees happy. You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you want to build a great culture. And that culture is usually, and I'm not saying it's always the final thing, it's usually measured by engagement or what we also call an EMPS. So we, of course, enable that to measure that whether you are able to, you know, how happy are employees. And one can say that it is our, you know, internal survey, so it can be fixed. But a similar thing can be replicated on your Glassdoor reviews, and you know, which becomes not just an ENPS for you; it also becomes a big of an employer's branding. Today's, in today's world, every employee or all, almost every candidate who joins a new company goes to Glassdoor, get the reviews, and then it, it plays a significant role in making the decision. The second thing is about meeting your goals. You know, how are you able to meet your goals? How product, which of course talks about the productivity and performance that, you know, how likely are you to reach your goals quarter over quarter? And that of course we enable through our goals and OKRs features. And the final one, you know, is attrition. You know, like every company, be it Microsoft or a small startup that just was born last month, want to retain talent. You know, they if, if they found some you know, a huge role in, you know, companies going down. And that's another thing that, of course, you know, we measure or we uh, ask company to sort of, you know, measure us on that, how we are able to impact that for attrition. So these are these some of these factors and some of the parameters that we usually ask companies to, you know, sort of rate us. That sounds fantastic. And well, th that's pretty much what I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, Thanks for a wonderful conversation, Abhinav. Before we wrap, would you want to highlight any open positions you might be hiring for? Uh, and if not, I'll just link to your LinkedIn profile and also how people can get a demo of PeopleBox. No, I'm glad you asked that. So we are, we are hiring very aggressively on uh, primarily engineering and sales. So if uh, you are somebody who has built uh, or sold SaaS, uh, especially to global audience, uh, please talk to us, uh, you know, please reach out to me over my email. My email is very simple, abhi at peoplebox.ai or just, you know, sort of send me a message on LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. Great. I'll make sure to link to your email as well in the notes. Thanks again for taking the time to talk to me and it's been great having you.
as we just learned, feedback is vital and of utmost importance. And I'd love to have your feedback on this episode. Do leave a review, rating and subscribe to my show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps spread the word. Thanks and see you next time. Thank you.